turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Yesterday on this very broadcast, uh, my next guest uh, began a, a two-part conversation. And uh, Vody Bakum, we appreciate your time and coming back today. Yesterday we focused on the, the aftermath of uh, George Floyd's uh, death, not even being charged as a hate crime. And I think that a lot of people still are not even aware of what you said uh, in the fact that the courts, they, they had evidence, but they didn't even bother to examine it, which means the evidence was weak. That's why you have everybody arguing that this was clearly racism, but the courts not even examining that question. So let me ask you this. If this is the debate that is happening in the larger culture, and there's obviously a lot of factors that are affecting this, right? So how media covers it, um, what politicians say about it. Um, what types of influencers within the culture, be they Hollywood or academics or uh, anybody else, uh, write papers on or, or make speeches about uh, regarding it. Um, that's one thing. For CRT to be kind of rolled into the middle of the gym floor, so to speak, and all of the culture ta- attacking it from its different perspectives, that's one, that's one item. But when this comes through the threshold of the church, um, yeah. What are the problems there, and why? What what should the church be thinking when evaluating this discussion on a uh, congregational yeah. level in 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 local churches? Yeah, there's a couple of things there. Number one, this is absolutely coming into the church, and it's coming into the church because Christians are all about justice, and so social justice sounds appealing to us. Racial justice sounds appealing to us. The second reason that is creeping in is because Christians in America have been inundated with neo-Marxism. Um, the overwhelming majority of Christians have gone to government schools and send their children to government schools. K through 12, you spend 14,000 instructional hours in school. And our schools are rooted and grounded in things like critical pedagogy, um, which is cultural Marxism, neo-Marxism applied to the educational system. And by the way, that's where the Frankfurt School and all their devotees went, uh, mainly to schools of education and journalism and political science and so on. So when you have people who have this sort of predisposition um, based on their their training and education, and when you have people who also want to be about justice, it's easy to see why something that sounds good, that – you know, sort of tickles the ears in terms of this ideology that we've been inundated with can manifest itself in the church. Now, the problem with this, of course, is that this neo-Marxist ideology is completely incompatible with biblical truth. Hmm. The idea of social justice, for example, is the idea of redistributive justice. 
it's the idea that justice is about equity, about equal outcomes, not about the equal application of the law, so on and so forth. And so when you start thinking about you know, this sort of redistributive justice and that it's the government who has to be the one um, to redistribute resources and opportunities and so on and so forth, you get away from the biblical idea of racism, which is about prejudice from one person to another based on a person's race or ethnicity. And you also move away from the gospel being the answer to the government being the answer. So all of that is hugely problematic in terms of the church adopting these ideas. Does it threaten the message or the core of the gospel directly? Yeah, it absolutely does. Because now you got people, for example, Ibrahim Kendi. Uh, Ibrahim Kendi was being interviewed. He's the author of the book, you know, How to Be an Anti-Racist. And when he was interviewed about this, you know, he talked about the difference between um, so this liberation theology and, and this savior theology. Liberation theology being the idea that, you know, Jesus came to liberate oppressed peoples as opposed to this arcane idea that he came to deliver individual sinners from their sin. It was an open attack on the gospel. But again, his voice is one of the loudest in this whole critical social justice movement. And he's clearly, one of the things I appreciate him about, about Kendi is how clear he is about what the critical social justice movement is and how clear he is about how at odds this movement is with the truth of Scripture and, and the message of the gospel. So, and, and so that's one level of understanding if, if people that aren't particularly uh, biblically committed, textually committed, uh, buy into it, uh, you, you kind of understand where they're coming from. But in your book, you identify some pretty problematic things by prominent devotees of scriptural authority. And I'm curious, uh, just give us a summary of, of some of these uh, issues, but for people that are saying, well, I don't want this to creep into my church, um, what, what, what should we be on the lookout for? Yeah, you know, one of the reasons I wrote the book is because so many people are unaware of critical theory, critical race theory, critical social justice movement. Um, you know, it has a long academic history and extensive academic literature. And one of the things we need to do is we need to make ourselves aware. We need to know what this is. We need to know where it comes from. And when we make ourselves aware, we need to be alert, right? We need to be looking and, and, and listening for this. And, and then we need to get engaged. Um, if this is happening, if you're hearing these sorts of things, don't just run away. But engage people in conversation. And oftentimes what you'll find is people are trying to be sensitive to the needs of certain groups of people. And have just fallen into a way of thinking and speaking about it um, that is, shall we say, less than biblical. And I think often when we engage them in this way, um, we can come to a better understanding. But sometimes there are people who have completely imbibed this. Right. And we need to know that as well, because this, again, is completely incompatible with the teaching of Scripture and with the message of the gospel. So, Vody, let me drill down on just that first idea for a second. When Black Lives Matter, following George Floyd, began to be a household name, you had pastors yeah. that said, of course, Black Lives Matter. 
And the idea yeah. was, we, especially if you're a predominant s- suburban church, you don't want to be w- wandering anywhere near something that looks like racism. And so out of, I think, right. almost fear, there was an embracing of that. Whereas when you really dug down deeper into what the organization was, there was a lot of like, well, we had to correct course on that afterwards. Right. Yeah, and the organization recognized that as well because they took a lot of information off of their website right. that was openly anti-Christian, openly anti-family. Um, and so it's it's really interesting how you would think that a lot of people have had egg on their face when the truth about Black Lives Matter came out. But instead, what happened is people just sort of backed up and said, well, that's the organization. And then they doubled down on the ideology that was born from the organization. Um, well, you can read a lot more about this in Vody's book, Fault Lines, The Social Justice Movement and Evangelicalism's Looming Catastrophe, and it is well worth the read. And a little little sneak preview, Vody's got a podcast coming up that Salem uh, uh, Podcast Network is going to be producing, and I'm going to have the uh, uh, humbled honor to be able to work with him on that. And, Vody, thank you for this uh, discussion today, and we will definitely be having more conversation in the days and weeks to come. Absolutely, brother. Thank you very much for having me on. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today.